Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on today's Rube Knows podcast. We're presented by Deborah Heart and Lung Center. If it's your heart, demand Deborah. Visit demanddeborah.org. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you go to listen to podcasts. I'm Ruben Frank, and we're joined, as we are every Monday, by Dave Zangaro. And Dave, I thought we'd be sitting here kind of previewing the Eagles-Rams-NFC Championship game, looking at the matchups. We probably should be. The rematch. We we easily could be. We probably should be. Um, a frustrating game. Just a really frustrating loss to the Saints uh, because although they were shaky – after the first quarter on offense, and they certainly gave up a couple third and longs, and Drew Brees did his thing at times on, on defense. They they were in position to win the game, and I, I, we were sitting there, and I said to you, "This is Nick Foles. He's doing it again." It felt that way. It really did. And and all the players said the same thing. Like when they were in the huddle, they go, "All right, we're going to win this game because they've done it so many times now, where you kind of take it for granted." And uh, Brandon Graham told me. I'm I'm watching. I'm uh, woohoo! My boy's doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Your Brandon Graham impression. That's my Brandon Graham impression. Yeah, it felt like it. That yeah. boy's doing it again. It felt like they were going to do it again. It and, did. Uh, I man, I give Alshon Jeffrey so much credit. Uh, we talked about this last night, but he makes he he misses that catch. We find out later he played the game with broken ribs, and we get in the locker room, and, and there he is. Ready to answer every question that got thrown his way. He sits down. Another wave of reporters come, and he answers the same questions again. So much credit. That's a tough spot for anyone. And he didn't lose that game. I mean, that play was big. But we don't know if they were going to score there. And they had so many chances in that game. And that was kind of the theme of the season. There's so many plays in these losses all year. You can go, well, if this didn't happen or this didn't happen. Well, let's play that game. What, okay. What are what are a couple of the plays? There are two plays for me. Yeah. And it's not the Alshon play because uh-huh. at that point they're playing catch up. Right. For me, uh, the first one is Brandon Graham. Uh, he gets the strip sack and he couldn't fall on the ball. He tried to pick it up and run with it. Um, if he falls on that ball, the Eagles have a short field and they have a chance to go up twenty-one nothing. And then shortly after that, they get to about half, about midfield or at the forty-eight yard line. And Nick Foles just underthrows Zach Ertz down the left sideline. It gets picked off. That that you you could feel. I don't know if there's ever been a moment where I've covered a game where you could physically like feel the momentum shift to the other team, but it absolutely did there. Um, that that play was brutal because they had a real chance there to go up. You go up 21 points on the road. It's not a definite that you're going to win the game, but that's that's really hard to come back from. Um, and obviously the game would have been a little different, so we don't know what would have happened, but that looks like it might have been enough points to win that game. Well, yeah, I I've, I think it would have. I, the, the the couple that, um, that I think about are the fake punt. Mm. Because, I mean, they were deep. They were, they were throwing So what did you think about Doug um, – not accepting the penalty. 
Because right before yeah. then, you know, they would have backed them up. Um, but I would have taken the penalty. I, I didn't like that. You would have backed them up. I, and I also didn't like him calling a timeout to avoid a delay a game in the first quarter. You, yeah, that, that wasn't great. The timeout's worth more to than To me, that wasn't a yards. huge deal. You do that if you're at the one-yard line. Yeah. You don't do it. I get that. Uh, I, I can't kill him for not accepting the penalty. Uh, and they knew the fake was coming. They had the defense out in the field. And that play was – it was even worse. It was like they added insult to injury there, or they added in injury to insult because that was the play right. Fletcher Cox got hurt. So you're already – you give up this key fourth down, and now your best player's hurt. And he wasn't the first guy to get hurt in that game. It, so many guys got injured. It was kind of crazy. And then the, the first play after the fake punt was 42 yards. Um, it, you know, that that kind of play can – I mean, that, that that's a punch in the gut to any team. And – uh, what I what I was impressed with was that every time the Saints made one of those plays that you said, all right, now they're going to really, you know, kind of take off and start doing their thing. Yeah. I mean, they're front runners, and they just – in that building, they score 30, 40. I mean, they're averaging 35 a game in that building. Uh, but every time they did that, the Eagles, they, they stood tall. They did, and they gave themselves a chance to win. Uh, it kind of a crushing loss, though, really, because – uh, and I understand that some people think, hey, you're, we're playing with house money here. They weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. But that team wasn't thinking that. And I know the fans weren't thinking that when you see Nick Foles get the ball with a few minutes left about the drive down the field to win a game. You think this is really doable. Uh, it's a tough loss. It's tough, man. And that, that stadium, you mentioned it a second ago, but that stadium is loud. I mean, I left there with a headache last night. Yeah. It's and and it played with I did them a too, little bit. And my cab driver kept trying to talk to me. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. And all I wanted to do was have have some quiet. I was trying to get some work done in the cab on the way back to the hotel. Yeah, that's not fun. And I had a headache. I mean, it's like a hundred decibels in there, and and the guy's like, was like, well, you were you at the game? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I was at the game. He just picked me up outside the <laughs> Superdome. I'm wearing a credential and I have a computer bag, and he's like, uh, uh, who are you a fan? I'm like. I was working, and he's like, he's like, uh, who do you work for? I was like, just some some company. That's where that's where you got to step in and say, your your tip is dependent upon this being quiet. Yeah, the but rest you know, like way. I was dropping all kinds of hints, like giving him one word answers. Yeah. Like I just didn't want to continue the conversation, and he was just like really into it, and I just I, I couldn't handle it. I finally <laughs> got out and walked to my hotel, like seventeen <laughs> miles. But anyway, uh, I, I thought another big play that was really. Devastating was that third and sixteen. They converted. Uh, they were about at the thirty-two. Uh, if if they hold them there, kick a field goal, you're still up fourteen thirteen. They gave up three plays of third and long. So third and it was 10 a sixteen, a five. thirteen, and a and a ten, and a ten. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of been something that's hurt them all year. Let me find a stat real quick. Oh, um, they're second most in the league. Yeah, no, so they gave up nineteen. On either third or fourth down and, and ten plus, yeah, which is really hard to do. And the one that still sticks out is the fourth and fifteen in Tennessee. But Mariota. I mean, how many times do you but give again, up a play like that? You're out there with. I mean, they're going after Trey Sullivan. You know. Yeah, you're right. Trey Sullivan, Josh Hawkins had a play because Rasul Douglas got hurt. I and thought Avante got picked on a little bit. A little bit. Cravon uh, played great. That interception was unbelievable. It was incredible. I thought it really was a tone setter in that it, it was. You know, it's a team that went down there and lost 48-7, and when you pick off Drew Brees, I mean, Drew Brees had his way in that first game from start to finish. Oh, yeah. And that was a real sign that, you know what, we're, we're not messing around. We're here. We're, we're for real. 
and we're going to stand toe to toe with you guys, and you know you're not going to embarrass us. Uh, and I thought that pick, and it's it's funny, it's the second time in three games the Eagles have had interception on the first first play, of the play. Game. and it kind of tells you the teams are, hey, we have a, an opportunity to yeah. to beat these guys deep early, yeah. And they've beaten them both times. Rasul against uh, Washington. It hadn't mm-hmm. happened since 89. It happened twice in three wow. games. Um, it's so funny because we, we talked how much about the f- they need to start faster. They need to start faster. They could not have had any better of a start. They had 14 points before the Saints had a yard. Yeah, they need to start slower. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just crazy, but things just change. After that, well, Brandon Brooks, uh, you just can't yeah. lose a guy like that, and yeah. especially in the running game. I mean, they averaged five yards a carry on two drives without him. him, and they had they had seven yards without him. Yeah, Brandon seven Brooks yards. tore his Achilles, and uh, he told reporters today six to eight months. For a guy who's 330 pounds, you probably lean toward the the uh, the higher end of that, yeah. I would think, it's, which means, you know, his – the early part of his 2019 season now in jeopardy, and, and, and that's tough. We saw how much they struggled without him in this one game. Um, that's that's a tough loss. That's a, that's a hard injury, man. Uh, he, I, I think he's the best guard in football. He's If he's not the best, he's right there. And he meant so much to this team from like a consistency standpoint. Every other guy was hurt in and out of the lineup, not playing well, struggling here or there. He was just solid all year. Uh, so to lose him like that, just devastating. And they lost Fletcher for a good chunk of the game. They lost Rasul. I mean, those are three guys. I mean, Rasul. They- Even Michael Bennett was banged up. He was in and yeah, out. Yeah, Brandon over. missed some snaps. Brandon Graham, yeah. There was uh, a party in the blue tent. <laughs> Sounds like a Sting album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> party in the blue tent. Um, but yet, you know, I, I, I think Fletcher and Brandon mean as much to the team as as anybody, and they're playing without those guys and still – uh, and the Rasul thing, I mean, Josh Hawkins, let's it, – its I don't even blame him. He was on the practice squad. Christmas Eve they called him up. 26, yeah, I think it was – I thought it was 24th, 20, yeah. I it was 26. But, yeah, that week, it was like two and a half weeks ago, he had never played a down on defense for the Eagles. He did play a lot for the Packers last year, played like 400 snaps on defense. But he never played. And he's their tenth cornerback. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, and they're facing Drew Brees, and I, you know, and Drew Brees went right after him. And they got a touchdown, picking on him, and a big play later, picking on him. If Rasul doesn't get hurt, if Brandon doesn't get hurt, uh, I think they win the game. Yeah, um, I don't. Know, I don't think that's injuries or injuries. They happen. Yeah, and they happen to this team a lot this they year, seem to, especially in that building. Um, yeah, but well, do you think there's something to that? Uh, the turf there. It's, uh, it's it's too much to be a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, it seems like we saw two Achilles injuries yesterday. Yeah, Sheldon Rankins and uh, Brandon Brooks. It happened oddly close, you know. Yeah. Like, really, like the same drive, I think. Yeah. Um, same part of the field. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, frustrating, frustrating loss, and you know, I, I left the stadium. Uh, you got to give it to the Saints. They, I mean, they were they were. A few points better, but uh, I, I feel like if they play ten times, you know the Eagles are going to win three or four of them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they they. I really thought they were going to win. I mean, I, I picked them. I was, I was convinced. I you know I just yeah, they, and they were really close. Um, I think the Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl now. Um, I don't think the Rams are going to go there and win. I was my, the, my cab driver's like, uh, uh, you coming to the game here next next Sunday? I'm, 
And I'm like, no, it's in L. <laughs> I said it's in L. A. He's like, oh, I think it's here. I'm like, no, they're playing in L. And I, oh yeah, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I got to look. And I said, no. you were just so ready to go out there for the Eagles game. Right? I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. So, um, what do you what do you think? Um, how do you how do you evaluate Nick and his play? And do you think? I mean, he had two picks. He's got he had four picks in the last two games. Mm-hmm. No longer the highest rated postseason quarterback ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, the second pick wasn't his fault. The first one the, was, and the one of the two in Chicago wasn't his fault. Yeah. Uh, but his inability to get the offense back in any kind of rhythm was was kind of alarming, and he was missing a lot. Yeah, of guys. I, didn't, I didn't think he had a good game. He's just in missing New Orleans. guys that he doesn't miss. Yeah. I, um. It, he picked a bad time to have I a bad game. Thought he underthrew a lot of guys. Yeah, it seemed like oh, you know maybe maybe his arm was a little tired. You know he you have to remember last year he he played but he didn't have to play a ton. He didn't play a lot going into the playoffs and then they won on that run. He's played now for a few weeks. He had to play earlier in the year. Uh, wonder if there's maybe some fatigue there. I don't know. He I, I saw that though. He did underthrow a few passes on Sunday. I, he wasn't sharp. He just yep. wasn't. He wasn't himself, and it was a shame because he started the game about as good as he could have started it. I mean that that first quarter, the whole team did obviously, but that first quarter for him was really good. It was like eight of nine. And, yeah, uh, he was he was firing on all cylinders, and then it just all evaporated so quickly. Uh, we talked to uh, a bunch of guys who whose futures are up in the air: uh, Brandon Graham, Jordan Hicks. Nick, obviously, uh, Golden Tate. Uh, what's the most intriguing guy to you as far as all the free agents or, or guys who, you know, have big contracts that, that they could move on from? Because uh, there's a lot of – There's a lot. There's a lot of uncertainty with A lot of team. uncertainty around Which the team. is a shame from that – because for the most part, this is still a Super Bowl team. I think a lot of these guys were – 40% of the roster was not on, on that team. Yeah, but, I mean, the core guys – Core guys. For the most part. Yeah. And, and some of those guys are possibly leaving Nick Foles, Brandon Graham. Um, Brandon Graham's the interesting one to me. Uh, just not necessarily – I think he's probably not going to be here. Um, I don't know if the Eagles are going to be willing to give him the highest contract. It, it seemed like he wants to stay here. He talked to reporters today, and it seems like he, he really loves it here. His family's here. He has a family now. He, he has a kid, one on the way. So maybe that plays a role in his decision ultimately, but this is his last chance to make uh, some real money in this league. So you can't fault him if he he takes the best contract he can get. But that guy, you know, I, there's never been an athlete in this city to go from being that disliked to this beloved over his career. He's been here nine years, and he's had about the wackiest career I mean, Nick Foles is one, but Brandon Graham is one A. When you, when you, you never hear at, about Earl Thomas anymore. <laughs> you don't, or JPP. Um, Brandon Graham's a Super Bowl hero. He won the Super Bowl with one play. I mean, but he was that great all year. And uh, to see where he started and where all the stuff he went through, I'll never forget his mom told me once that um, things got so bad she wouldn't wear his jersey to games just because that's how, how ugly it had gotten. So for him to to make it through all that and still be the most positive guy ever, right. uh, it says a lot about him, and, and the fan base is going to miss him. Um, even as an objective reporter, I'm going to miss him if he's gone. He's, sure. He's fun to have around. I, I, I love how he just 
no matter who's in the no matter how many writers are in the locker room when he comes in or leaves he shakes everyone's hand yeah and he's done that since his rookie year yeah he's just he's just he's just so happy he's such a positive force and um and really made himself a good player and I, you know that the numbers are kind of pedestrian. I mean, he had the nine sack season. Uh, I don't think he's gonna get a huge contract. He's thirty now. He had four and a half sacks this year. Yeah. Uh, another one, um, another one in the playoffs. I guess he had one and a half. I think he had half in the Chicago game. But uh, if there's any way to keep him, I I, I don't know. I, I doubt it too. But uh, I you know I, I talked to Jordan Hicks, who's who actually played really well. It's like his first really good game this year. Yeah, he played more too. He played more. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I was pretty much in, until until that game. I was like, "Yeah, you can't bring him back." You forget how good he is when he's healthy. He's just never healthy. Yeah. How, how do you? But nobody's going to give him a big contract because there's so. That's much the thing. I mean, that, questions about him. That's the. That's why I don't know what's going to happen because you're right. He's not. No one's going to pay that guy. You can't. You can't count on him. So maybe he comes back at a really discounted rate because he figures, you know, if I'm going to get underpaid, I might as well get underpaid and stay here. But the flip side of that is Nigel Bradham seemed to play his best when Jordan Hicks went out and he could assume that role and mm-hmm. be the guy. Um, I don't know. I, even if he comes back, I don't know what role it would be in. I don't know how much you pay him. I don't know how much you can commit to him. You you can't commit a lot of guaranteed money because he's pretty close to an injury at all times, it seems. I don't know. That You're right. That's an intriguing one because maybe he's just cheap enough. Yeah, and then there's guys like Jay Ajay and Riley McLeod. Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby. Yeah, those three yeah. I kind of put well, in the McLeod is under contract, so he's under contract. I don't think he'll be back for that number. Well, he won't. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we've kind of under – I think we all understand that. Yeah. Um, it's hard because you can't you can't just have all these guys coming back from injury. Right. Well, the the I mean, we don't know – see, those, those three guys to me are such question marks because they're all guys that – you know, can can help you when they're healthy. Dar- I think Darby is least likely to be back just because they have so many young corners. Okay. Um, I, I I think Rodney. I think Rodney played really well this year before he got hurt. And, and I think it was pretty clear they missed him. It took a while for him to figure. Yeah, and Corey out. Graham finally, like the last six weeks or so, yeah. really started playing better. But uh, and then Jay. Jai- I think when Corey Graham had to play all the, <laughs> the snaps, I think he was starting to regret. Coming back a little bit. <laughs> he only missed one snap over the last. I mean, he's played crazy. well the last. I don't think he anticipated playing this yeah. much. He plays every snap, every game. Yeah, I think he missed one against the Giants. I think his shoe got untied. But, but anyway, um, a Jai is is a guy who I think you can get cheap if you you know coming off this injury, and I think you can certainly give Roddy McLeod a pay cut, but and they're both guys they need. I mean, the running back situation to they me got is, to figure something it's out. It's dire. It's it's bad. You know, Josh Adams was the feature back a month and a half ago, and he gets in the playoffs and plays one snap. Well, he played one snap in the two playoff game. Didn't was a did not play coach's decision yesterday. Yeah. Played one snap in Chicago. This is a guy that averaged fourteen point five carries per game over the last six weeks yeah. of the season. And I know they've had injuries at that position with the Jai and Clement, but. They got to figure something out. They they need they need an infusion of talent at running back. They need to find somebody. Even if Darren Sproles returns, he's not the guy. He's a complimentary player. I thought they'll use him too much down the stretch. Maybe, but I think that was kind of out of necessity. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. You know, Wendell Smallwood is kind of what he is. He runs hard, and he's an easy guy to root for because he runs so hard. But he's not a special player. Right. He's, he just isn't. 
they need to figure out they need to get a better running back. And you know, even Corey he's their biggest need. Even Corey, when he was he had an opportunity this year before he got hurt to show that he could be the guy and, and maybe it was injury related, but he didn't do it either. Yeah, I don't think he'll I think he's a valuable guy, but I don't think he'll ever be Mm-hmm. You know, bell cow running back, and they don't need, uh, they don't need a guy who takes every carry and plays every snap. But they need a guy who's the one. They need someone to start the games. They need someone who they go to more often than the other guys. I just don't think you can sustain this. What they did this year, and yeah. kind of whoever has the hot hand will ride that guy. I, I just don't think it works. Yeah, because eventually the guy who had the hot hand didn't have the hot hand anymore. Yeah, in every case, and yeah, exactly. You know, Wendell Smallwood was barely on the team when he started, and then he had a role, and then he didn't have a role. Now, now he's the bell cow. Now it's Josh Adams wasn't on the team, then he was on the team, then he's the bell cow, then he's the feature back, and now he doesn't play. Darren Sproles, you, uh, I, want to I get to, yeah. yeah, it it was just in flux all year, and they they just have to find a way to shore it up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. What about that other safety? Assuming Corey Graham retires again. I think he will. Are you okay with bringing Rodney back at a, with a pay cut? I would be, um, but I also wouldn't discount the idea of Avante Maddox playing safety. Yeah, I know that we've seen him at corner and we liked him at corner. Um, I thought he got exposed a little bit at outside corner the last couple games. Twenty-two years old, playing against you know. Sure, in the no, yeah, for the sure. First time. But um, yeah, he did. He did a little bit. I think his best spot is somewhere in the middle of the field. So if that's nickel, or that's at safety, I like the idea of him at safety. I know he's undersized. I think Cravon's pretty much the nickel. Like, I think he's the clubhouse leader going sure. into the off season. That's fair. Um, that they're gonna they have a lot of young guys coming back. Sidney Jones, we'll see. I mean, he's got to prove that he can stay healthy. He didn't do it this year. Um, I'm still not on board with people calling him a bust. I think that's crazy. But he's got to prove he can stay healthy. So, well, we I assume we agree that Rasul's going to be one of the two outside corners. Um, I think he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you have Avante as safety and Cravon in the in the slot, uh, you know, you have what, Sydney competing with Jalen or, or does Jalen go in as the Well Jalen pro I don't know, yeah, that's a good point too. Um maybe it's just a three way competition. Maybe Rasul and, and Sydney are competing for that job. And I, I think Rasul I have Rasul is ahead of Jalen for me. I know Yeah, but I don't think Jim Schwartz thinks that way. You know how much Jim Schwartz loves Jalen Mills. Yeah. I think Jalen's going to take a spot. I think Jim loves Rasul that much right now. Uh, all right. Jim's Jim's pretty high on Rasul. Okay. I, I, I still think Jalen's going to get his spot back when he's healthy. Well, it could. For, I, mean, it, I mean, it might not last, but. If you have Avante at safety, it could be Jalen and Rasul with Cravon in the slot. And then, you know, Sydney's your, your third outside guy and your backup inside guy. Yeah. And they could also, they like to use their dime package. And, yeah. They can move Malcolm up to to linebacker if they if they want. Well, one thing we've seen over the last two years is that they're going to need all their safeties and more. Yeah, uh, I just don't think we'll ever see Dexter McDougal again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. Are gone. Um, we had uh, we talked to Carson today for the first time since I guess the December 9th. the Wednesday before the Dallas. The, well, we uh, talked to him after the Dallas game, didn't we? After the Dallas game, yeah. yeah. So December 9th was the. That game. Haven't talked to him since. And he spoke for about 15 minutes today. Uh, any any takeaways from his chat? Yeah, a few things. Um, the injury stuff. That you know, the reason they didn't put him out there was because they didn't want to uh, risk further injury. 
which is fine, fair enough. Um, him saying he he understands the injury prone label and he wants to he wants to kill it. He wants to prove that he's not injury prone. Only way to do that is to stay healthy. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah. But that's my, my, my point is that you can't hurry up and do that. You just have to – it comes over time. Um, and even if he plays a full season, I don't think he sheds it. Remember, Jordan Hicks played a full season too, and yeah. um, that didn't help him shed the label. Uh, the other part was he admitted – I asked him if all the success Nick Foles has had puts more pressure on him. He admitted, yeah, yeah. like it could. Um, he tries to avoid that, but, but, but he's right. It absolutely could. I mean, this is the Super Bowl hero. This is – the whole there are a lot of fans in this city. Once Carson once becomes a starter again, who wanted the other guy, and he's got to win all those fans back over again. And he's always going to kind of be in that shadow until he either gets back to that MVP level he was last year, or he wins a Super Bowl. The best thing about Carson's press conference was was watching you try to get there. We, oh, we land. What time did we land? Our, our flight from Atlanta landed about I, okay. twelve. Yeah, I looked at my phone as I left the plane, and it was twelve thirty-six. Yeah, well, it took like twenty. We took were in row time. thirty-four and thirty-five, and we got word that Carson was going to speak. So I said, "All right, I'm gonna." We'd made a decision. I'd be the one to try to sprint and get to the Novacare complex, and I'd be the one to to, to get the luggage. Yeah, I had to <laughs> trust you to get my bag off the carousel. Um, I, I obeyed all traffic laws. Well, on, so wait before the- so I'm I, so we get off the plane and you start you start I, I'm 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 walking down the concourse and I see Dave like doing the power walking like the ladies at the mall. On yeah, Sunday well morning. because it's you're like power walking down you 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 disappeared so quickly. <laughs> I you walked were really fast because like I can't go full run. You feel like a dork. You can't go full run. You can, go um, in full do run. Do the OJ you know the little Avis half jog. Yeah, yeah. I probably it probably would have been better if I did that. Um, but I, I utilized the moving sidewalks. I figured even like these 10 seconds I'll take. Oh, sure. Push people out of the way on moving, get to the right. I'm running on the left here. Um, got in my car, found my car in the parking garage, which is never easy. Got on 95 and went exactly what the speed limit was. Yeah, sure you did. And made it in time. It was good. And, and then I'm like... I'm waiting for your bag, which I don't know which bag it is. I don't know what it looks like. And I'm standing there at the baggage carousel. And then the baggage carousel dies. It just stops. And the guy walks down the, the conveyor belt, starts getting bags manually and, and throwing them down onto the belt. And then he restarts it. And a few more bags come up. And then it stops again. And it happened three times. And after all that, you still made it in time for Carson. And then I have to look at every single bag on the conveyor belt to see if it's yours or not because I have no idea what your bag looks like. <laughs> I finally get your bag. I get my bag. I go to the car, and and somebody texted me and said, Carson still hasn't talked yet. So I, I, but I, I went 291 to – I'll Pat- be honest. Patterson. When you walked in the locker room, I was a little disappointed because like I did all that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have that effect on people. Um, all right, we'll uh, t- let's take a little break and and we'll uh, we'll continue the conversation um, in a moment after this important health tip from Deborah Heart and Lung Center. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? 
maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're back with Rube Nose Podcast with Dave Zangaro. And Dave, let's look ahead a little bit. You did a piece on uh, on the draft, and, and this stuff comes comes quick, especially last year when you played till the middle of February. Next thing you know, it's it's uh, free agency in the draft. Eagles have a little more time uh, to prepare this year. And it's kind of tough to to really figure out their needs because a lot of that depends on what free agents they try to keep and which of the injured guys kind of projects to be healthy that they might want to build around. Uh, what do you see as the biggest needs going into free agency and, and the draft? We talked about running back. What else? Yeah, I mean, the running back thing is there, but we know this – franchise and Howie, they're not going to go out and use a first-round pick on a running back. No. I just don't think they're going to do it. last one was Keith Byers. Yeah. Uh, so I, I always look at the lines for this team. Whenever they have a need on the line, it's a safe bet yeah. <laughs> that they'll probably go that way on either line. Yeah, it's only um, 20 or less 26 first-round yeah. picks have been linemen. Um, so that's what they do, and I think they have a use for a lineman. Which, well, which side? Both. <laughs> which side more? Um, probably O line. I, I they they need the they need a tackle. They need Jason Peters because I don't think you can rely on that guy even if he's back next year to play a full season. He's coming in and out of games a lot this year. And I don't think Big V's the answer. Jordan Mailata, who knows? They like him, he's raw, but you can't count on him next year. So they need something. Um if there's a tackle in that range that makes sense, that's kinda where I would go. Uh, it's a little scary to think that they they could easily start the season without Brandon Brooks at right guard. Jason Kelsey, I, I think he's going to come back and keep playing, but I guess there's a chance. Yeah, he, I, I think we'll be back next year. I, think there's a, I mean, there's a chance. He he didn't deny outright that he, he would consider retiring. I mean, that, and, and then JP is 36, uh, you know, and then, I mean, there's there's definitely some – some question marks on the O line. I still think D line uh, has to be a, a big priority as well because th- those guys are just so old. Uh, they're all in their thirties, other than Derek Barnett. They're all, uh, you know, guys that at any moment. I mean, we we think of you know, I mean Fletcher. Uh, I don't worry about him, but as far as the outside edge guys, yeah, uh, they're all. I don't even know guys. if they know what they have in Derek Barnett yet. I mean, he was a solid starter this year, but uh, he was yeah, he was he was okay. Uh, but I mean, their their best guys are Long, uh, Bennett, and and Graham, and they're all in their thirties. I mean, Michael Bennett was their best pass rusher, but he's thirty three. Yeah. Can you can you count on another nine? What do you have? Nine sacks? Mm-hmm. Can you count on that again? I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but you're right. I, I think that D line is important too, uh, especially at edge and tackle because they have Fletcher, but Tim Jernigan. We don't. I mean, what do he, you do with Jernigan? I don't know. I think he's worth keeping around because we saw how bad it got when he wasn't there this year. That was year. a terrible penalty, by the way. It was a terrible penalty. Terrible. Yeah. I never. They never showed a replay. I don't know what he did. I don't know either. But you can't do it there. Can't just can't do that. Yeah. How do you? you know, the guy's been around. He's played. Yeah, it was bad. That's just inexcusable. But he. Um. But he's a good player, and and I think that he helps when he's in there because, uh, him and Fletcher 
seem to play well together, and uh, he can win a one-on-one occasionally. They just need that. And they weren't getting it with Lodinata and, you know, even Trayvon Hester, who he's, everyone likes him, but he's he's limited as a player. And, yeah. Um, Bruce Hector and Destiny Vio when he was here. They, you know, <laughs> Destiny Vio was a starter at defensive tackle this year. He was. In the beginning of the season. Um, Haloti Nada was on a one-year deal. I, I can't imagine them bringing him back. Did play better the second better, half. But, I, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's an older guy as well. I mean, it's, it's an old defensive line. Um, I, I think that might be more a party. But then you look at the skill guys – uh, I, I feel like they need they need some playmakers too. You know? Well, they need running backs. I don't know if they need receivers. Um, they have Alshon. They have Nelson. They have Zach Ertz at tight end. What are you going to do with Golden? You want him back? No. no not back. not that I don't want him back. I just think he's going to get enough money to go somewhere else, and he won't be here. What about Jordan Matthews? Uh, uh, you, you don't like as much as I do. I think he's he's a good player. I think he's okay. I, I I wouldn't base my plan around Jordan Matthews. I think they need speed at receiver if that's what you want to talk about. I mean, Mike Wallace was supposed to be that guy, and he got hurt. Um, so maybe you try to find some speed outside. That's you, yeah. You, that's what they need on offense, and that's what they needed when they got Golden Tate. And then they said, well, we got something at least, and we'll try to figure out a way to use him. But they need outside speed they need straight line speed and they just don't have that right now nelson's fast but he's not that kind of fast he's more shifty they need someone who can run in the straight line really fast and be the proverbial take the top off guy does uh what do you think of nelson's season weird season really strange season he uh i think there were high expectations on him uh, after last year and he got off to a bizarre start remember we had like all these catches for like no yards yeah. in the beginning of the season. Um, eventually he came on, and he, he seemed to make some big plays. Big plays, but not a lot of medium plays. Yeah, not a lot of medium plays, and they need those from him. He's, I think they also have to try to find ways to get him more involved because um, he is good in space. I like the idea of utilizing him. They did it with the run he had in New Orleans. I like that idea of getting him involved. It's the longest run of the game, Yeah. yards. Um, so – yeah, it was a weird season for him. I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Yeah, uh, I I feel like he should be a little better than he is. Yeah, I, that's fair. And he's he's uh, a fifth-year option guy this year, so they, they can have him under contract for – it's not a, 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 a silly high amount of money, so he'll probably be back. Um, before the season, I was thinking, let's go ahead and, and extend him, make the cap lower – cap hit lower for the next season and – and then you have a good player for longer. I, it's not that I don't think that'd be a great idea, but I I don't know if it is now. I, what what kind of years Carson gonna have next year? I think he's gonna have a good year. I I still think Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback, and that knee. It's not even about the back. I think that back will be just fine. It's he was coming off of a surgically repaired ACL and. We've seen other guys say that they're not themselves when they come back immediately, and I think that's what we saw. Now, he's going to have a ton of pressure on him. There's no question about that. But um, if he can't face that pressure, then he's not the guy anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's the kind of pressure. Yeah, I don't worry about him with pressure. Right? I don't either. I, he's a friend. He's a confident guy, um, and I don't think his confidence has been shaken at all. So I expect a big year from him next year. He needs to have a big year because – 
if he doesn't, if he gets off to a rough start next year, and you're going to have a lot of people saying, oh, they made a mistake. They should have stuck with Nick Foles. Well, he's going into year four. You know, yeah. and he's, I mean, he's not a kid anymore. He's, the contract thing is looming. Uh, he might be on a new contract by then. I, knowing Howie, I wouldn't be surprised if he is. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 would, I would kind of expect that to happen. Yeah, with this back now, maybe, maybe that they're, there. I, I could foresee a scenario where both sides say, "Let's hold off a year." Maybe Let's, a little, you know, to get a better gauge of his value. Yeah. Uh, it's a risk for both sides. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, but I kind of tend to agree with you that this is a Howie type type of move. You try to sign him a year earlier, you, you maximize your value. But he, either way, he's gonna get a huge contract. He's yeah. gonna get twenty five, thirty million a year. And then it's up to Howie to figure out how to create and manage the cap around that big chunk going to one player. Well, it's certainly uh, certainly going to be an interesting offseason. It was a uh, just a frustrating, I guess, is, is, I mean, we use that word a lot. It's just a frustrating uh, game. Uh, I, I still think the Eagles could play with any team in the league. It was a cool – it was a crazy season, though. It was fun to cover because uh, it just was – it was they were dead how many times this year? I mean, just to put the put what they did in perspective, they're only the ninth team in history to be four and six after ten games and get to the conference semifinal round, which yeah. is known it's historic stuff. And uh only out of those nine, only six of them actually won a wild card game. The other three uh didn't need to. Um, so they're one of only six teams, and if they went to the a- to the NFC Championship game, they would have been one of only the fourth team ever to be four and six. So I think, I mean, my takeaway from this team was an agonizing, frustrating ending, uh, but I, I think this team um, really showed, in, in some ways, uh, some things that last year's team didn't really have to, just their ability to uh, to keep battling, and and there's. You know, every time a team struggles and people are like, they suck, they you know, they're, they're not going anywhere. Think about this team. Not only were they four and six, they were down, what was it, nineteen to three? Yeah. When I declared them dead against the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Malcolm had that big interception. I think by that point it was nineteen ten. Uh, Malcolm had that big pick just before halftime at the two yard line uh, of Eli, and that was kind of what turned the season around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. You know, they just went on a roll. Uh, football's a, a weird game, and you look at what the Colts did, where they won in five. The Ravens made the playoffs. They were they had a similar record. Uh, and, and a lot of the teams that were hot early just didn't even make the playoffs. It, it's a long season. Even though 16 games seem short, um, if you just – and I think the my biggest takeaway of this team is uh, if you just keep fighting and keep battling and, and, and don't give up and stay positive, you have a chance to do some special things. And – and this team did that, and uh, they had they got some help, but they they did what they had to do, and and I think I feel better about Doug Peterson as a head coach, seeing the way he kind of navigated the team through um, those murky waters in the middle of the season, and uh, you know there were people saying that he had lost the team after the forty eight to seven, and sitting there they had lost five out of seven games at that point. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he showed me that nothing could be farther from the truth. He's got a real command of the locker room. Um, he's got a very simple message, and it gets through to his players. And I think they're going to be good for a long time. Yeah, and he's kind of created that culture. It was cool last night seeing him wait at the locker room door and give every player a hug. That kind of – I've never that, seen that before. That encapsulates everything – 
Doug Peters, it encapsulates why they were in that spot. Because I don't think if you have a, a you don't if you don't have that strong support system, you don't have that strong head coach, that figure. I think that season goes to hell. I, I think that everything spirals, and, and there's no chance that they get into the playoffs, let alone win a game. So uh, I thought that was a cool way for the season to end. Obviously, a little sooner than they wanted, but um, that's why those guys didn't stop playing. Well, um, how about if we keep doing this podcast through the offseason? What do you think? Yeah, I think there'll be some things to talk about. We got we got <laughs> we got draft coming up. We got free agency. We got uh, Carson's contract. A lot of uh, obviously the Nick Foles situation is going to be fascinating. How that unravels. Um, there's so many different ways that could go. So uh, a lot of good stuff to come. Uh, I'll be back very soon with another podcast. And everybody, thanks a lot for listening all year. Uh, had a lot of fun doing it. I really appreciate Dave your your contributions, uh, Ray Dinger's as well. Uh, and appreciate you guys for, uh, for for tuning in and downloading and subscribing and uh, all the comments that I've gotten from everybody. really means a lot. Keep listening. I'm not going anywhere. Be back very, very soon with another podcast. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.